0: Hey guys, it's Kristen. And today we're getting curious about what we do and do not give our energy to, about being discerning with our energy and catching ourselves in moments when we're about to expend way too much energy on something that just isn't productive or worth our time. And I came across this, I'd say it's a quote, but it's rather long for a quote uh, passage. We'll go with passage. Uh, came across this passage on P- Pinterest actually many many years ago, and for the life of me, I have not been able to find the correct source. Um, everything I found is somebody who is repeating it and saying that they don't know the correct source. So whoever said this, <laughs> I hope one of us finds you at some point. So the quote is about leaving the small fights for small fighters. As a boxing coach, this resonates with me on a literal level. <laughs> and as a huge proponent of understanding ourselves, our, you know, behavioral psychology, human nature, it also resonates with me on that level. So, here's how it goes. It says, "I started succeeding when I started leaving small fights for small fighters. I stopped fighting To win petty arguments. I stopped fighting with those who gossiped about me. I stopped fighting for attention. I stopped fighting for my rights with inconsiderate people. I stopped fighting to meet people's expectations of me. I stopped fighting to please everyone. I stopped fighting to prove that they were wrong about me. And I left such fights to those who have nothing else to fight for. And I started fighting for my vision, my dreams, my ideas, and my destiny. And the day that I let go of those small fights was the day I started becoming more successful and so much more content. I think this is a very powerful quote. Um, you know, it's about kind of stepping into your power and the purpose that is meant for you by choosing not to give energy to the things that just really have no material benefit. They just don't. Serve you in any way. They don't make your life any better, but it's hard, right? We kind of get sucked into those. We want to bite the hook. You know, if we really disagree with somebody, we might want to give our contrasting viewpoint. If we feel somebody has misunderstood us or misinterpreted us, we want to correct them. We don't want people walking around with what we think is the wrong idea about us. But, and this is very hard to do, but what we have to do to ever truly feel at peace in those types of situations is ask ourselves whether we care what those people think whether it's worth our time and our energy to defend ourselves or convince them of our way or whatever it is so it's about picking our battles and not giving energy to those inconsequential things along the way and knowing what's truly worth fighting for and what's not and what it comes down to is really shedding our ego, our ego's desire to protect us. You know, saying thank you to our ego for trying to protect us, but letting it know that it's not needed right now. And a funny a funny example of this comes to mind. So there was this woman who I would always see when I was walking my dog in my old neighborhood in West Hollywood. So she was, uh, probably like early fifties, mid fifties. She had this adorable golden retriever and she was just exceptionally opinionated about pretty much everything. And she was one of those people who would indiscreetly work into the conversation, whatever thing she was feeling particularly passionate about that day. And (laughs) sometimes it was not sly at all. Like sometimes she would just abruptly switch topics into some diatribe that she'd clearly been dying to word vomit onto someone else all day and (laughs) a lot of times it was political um and for the most part I learned very quickly when I saw her from a distance to just like put in my earbuds look at my phone not acknowledge her existence try to dodge the bullet um (laughs) but there were a handful of times where, you know, she caught me off guard, and I just remember feeling like I was bracing for impact, like the inevitability of rage. <laughs> like I could feel my blood just boiling, like growing from a low simmer to a full on rolling boil. And the more she would rant at me as opposed to having a conversation with me. Like, ooh, short fuse, short fuse that I just had to learn to control. And she's one of those people who you know she's not listening to you. She's just kind of planning her rebuttal in her head and like waiting for her turn to talk. So perfect example of something that I definitely used to let bother me. I still do sometimes, but a little more aware of it now and try to nip it in the bud. And, you know, like the more I get into meditation and mindfulness, you know, the more... You can actually zoom out in those moments and take notice of how you're allowing someone to transfer their negative energy onto you. And, you know, using that woman as an example, like if a virtual stranger who does not affect my life in any real way has the power to like throw off my psychological state, then then I have not done a good job of standing guard at the door of my mind. Call back to episode two. Go check it out. (laughs) But sometimes it's not a stranger. Sometimes it is somebody who's close to us. Maybe it's a family member or a friend or a spouse. And, you know, they're trying to give you unsolicited advice about something. And maybe you're thinking in your head, you know, you've never done the thing I'm trying to do. So, how would you even know the right way to go about it? You know, like I'm in the arena and you're in the stands. So the thing is that we can know that these people close to us, they want to help. They're just trying to help. And even when we understand that it's coming from a good place, it can still trigger us because what our ego is hearing is, you know, you're doing this wrong. You're doing a bad job. You're failing. Let me tell you how you can do this better. And it comes back to the lesson of being discerning about what we give our energy to. Some people just aren't gonna get you. And that's totally fine. Like some people are always going to think that they know best, even if they have zero knowledge base or experience to back it up. And some people are gonna gossip about us behind our backs. You know, I wish I could say that we all grow out of that, but <laughs> unfortunately it's just not true. Not everybody does. But we also know that the people who do that, and this is this is a hard one, but it, it is human nature to tend to pick apart in others the things that we're most insecure about within ourselves. So it's kind of that reflected image, that projection that's happening a lot of the time. But, you know, when somebody is saying something hurtful to you, something you interpret as disrespect or just mean-spirited, it's very hard to be like, oh, well, you know, somebody hurt them as a child and they're just projecting on me. (laughs) It's hard to have that kind of clarity and objectivity in those moments. And the bottom line is that we don't have to explain ourselves. And we don't have to justify our decisions or convince people of our viewpoints. And we can just let their words go in one ear and out the other. We can consider the source and whether we actually care about what they think of us. And whether that person is even successful in the area where we're trying to do something. And whether we can actually learn anything valuable from them. You know, some people are just committed to misunderstanding us, and those people just flat out are not worth our time or energy. And sometimes, you know, they the saying misery loves company, like sometimes people just want to drag you into their drama. Um, And I think it is another human nature element to, you know, we if you want to strengthen your connection with somebody, then a lot of times you just go along with what they say in kind of a passive way, like you give them those verbal reassurances, you know, the, mmm, mm, yeah, oh, totally. Oh, I feel you. Huh. Oh, been there. You know, you say these things just because you don't want to make waves. You're trying to create a stronger connection and you're not trying to give anybody a reason to say anything bad about you. But I'm sure you've been in a few of those situations where you just wanted to say like, actually, no, I disagree with that, but you didn't because it just didn't seem worth the time and energy. And you just didn't want to alienate that person who is kind of looking to you for validation. And that actually makes me think of something that happened a few weeks ago. I was at my best friend's wedding in Mexico, which was amazing and beautiful. Um, Secrets Akumal, shout out. If you ever need to go anywhere, vacation resort in the Cancun area, Secrets Akumal. It was great. Um, but I remember it was the day before the wedding and we're all out by the beach and that's where, you know, it's going to be the next day. Like the whole ceremony was set up on the beach and it was freaking gorgeous. Like we're out there, crystal blue waters, white sand, like slight breeze, sun is setting. It was just freaking picturesque and you know standing out near the water and another person there this woman she kind of leaned over to me and (laughs) she like pointed to a woman who was down close to the water line like playing with maybe a kid I don't quite remember but I just remember she kind of like leaned in and she was like ugh look at her like I saw her earlier And she was being so loud and obnoxious and just obviously trying to get attention from everyone. She's a total bitch, right? (laughs) And looking at me when she said, right. And this woman she was referring to, she's probably like, she's probably like in her late forties, early fifties. She's very, very tan. Um, She's wearing a pretty, pretty revealing two piece, Um, but it's the beach, live your life, right? Um, and she had, like, a pretty nice body, and, you know, the agreeable, people-pleasing side of me who, like, wanted to make friends, um, and not make waves, you know, I wanted to be like, oh yeah, totally, such a bitch, but, (laughs) but I didn't, and I kind of just tilted my head and was like, eh, I mean, I don't know her. And I was like, if I had a body like that at her age, I'd probably want to flaunt it too, right? Huh? And I like kind of laughed hoping that she would laugh too, but she didn't. And <laughs> she pushed harder. She was like, no, I'm telling you, you didn't see her before. Like, she's a bitch. <laughs> and I kind of just shrugged. Um, Brene Brown, who I love and have already talked about and will talk about many more times to come. She coined this term called common enemy intimacy. Which is basically like using shared hatred of somebody as the foundation for a connection with someone. <laughs> and it's like, that is not a stable foundation. Like, y- just because we hate the same people does not mean that we have any type of shared values that would make us get along. Like, you know, that is not the foundation on which to build any type of relationship. Um, but it happens a lot, right? Uh, and I definitely don't mean this to be a, like, holier-than-thou thing, like, look what I did, I took the high road, but, like, the point is that my initial instinct was just to go along with what she said and be like, yeah, totally, like, that was what I initially, like, knee-jerk reaction was gonna say, I paused, I went another way, but... You know i just i wanted to feel like a sense of belonging with you know my best friend these are all of her closest her other closest friends and you know i just wanted it to be an altogether positive experience for everybody but i also knew that you know passive agreement in that situation would actually be a betrayal of my own values like i cared more about being true to myself than like fitting in with this group or appeasing this person and And yeah, it was like a little awkward after that for a while. Like it was was a little tense standing there next to her for the next few minutes, you know, but once we kind of all like gathered and started to head over to this other area for dinner, like it didn't matter anymore. And even though that's like a very seemingly small moment, I feel like it's those types of small day-to-day interactions that are like the micro tests of our character. Right. And when we let go Of those small fights, I think that we open up that space to hold the things that actually matter to us. Like we get to reallocate that energy towards productive things and, you know, meaningful steps towards our North Star, our purpose. And I've talked about this before, but I'm very woo woo. I totally believe that like everything is energy and vibrations. And I believe in manifestation and i believe that we don't attract what we want we attract what we are and if you don't want to live your life in a low vibrational state then can't allow yourself to be dragged down there just to appease other people who are already down there you know um, it's hard i know it's hard but it's necessary and we know that it's also human nature to to place more value on negative feedback than positive. So, say you post something on your Instagram and you get like 20 amazing comments, like, oh my God, you look incredible, this is so great, ball, well, like positive things. And then you get like one passive aggressive or judgmental comment, and you're gonna fixate on the judgmental one, right? Like that is exactly why we have to be discerning. Human nature dictates that we are already highly vulnerable to negative feedback, and that it disproportionately affects us compared with positive feedback. And so if we allow everything we perceive as negative commentary about us to affect us, it's like death by a thousand cuts. Like we're willingly accepting dent after dent after dent after jab after jab to our ego, and forgetting that we can choose what we believe, what thoughts we allow, we can choose to take a beat and respond, not react. And nobody knows you better than you. You know, these people might be saying things to you based on the small fraction of your story that they know, but they don't know the whole story. And they're just commenting on that one piece, that one fraction. And that's just their interpretation even of that one fraction. But again, do we even care? And that's the point about choosing, first of all, being able to recognize which fights are the small fights, which fights actually deserve our time, energy, and effort. And the better we get at seeing those distinctions clearly, discerning those different things, and actively, thoughtfully choosing what we give our energy to, we're just going to be so much happier. You'll just be so much happier, like staying out of the fray, staying out of the drama, like not being in the pot while it's being stirred by people. (laughs) So again, let's leave the small fights for small fighters. Until next time, stay curious.